Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else, thank you so much for coming to tonight's performance of TCR On Air, the musical, the play. We are so excited to be bringing this to your local theater, and we sincerely hope you enjoy the performance. Uh, before we begin, we would just like to ask that if you are currently holding a cellular device, that you make sure the volume is turned up to the maximum, so that way the play can be uh, as disrupted as possible. We despise our actors incredibly. Without further ado, thank you and enjoy the show. And welcome back to TCR On Air, the normal podcast. We are not a musical nor play, and there won't ever be one. Probably. I don't know. But welcome back again to the podcast that you know and love as we enter our third spotlight episode. I, of course, am Leaf, aka Mix Code Red, because you can never get rid of me. And today, I am joined with Az, also known as Demonic Void. And <laughs> well spoken. And today, we are joined with our good friend and fellow theater enthusiast, Abby Wolf! Hello, hello. It's so great to be here, everyone. See, she's so good at acting. You believed her. And scene. I hate this. This is the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah, let's just get it over so we can get our paycheck <laughs> and leave. <laughs> no, thank you so much for being here tonight with us. Abby, it is an honor to have you as our third ever spotlight guest. Because, I am, uh, I'm so excited to be here. I, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked me on. It was great. Well, of course, it's it's our it's our pleasure. Truly, uh, real fans of the podcast will know from our sixth ever episode that many many of us Team Code Redders are former theater kids. So, felt only natural to bring the biggest theater nut we know. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that I'm the biggest theater nut. Absolutely, I feel like that's a really good description. <laughs> of course, well, I can't be too generous, no, can I? So, Abby, introduce yourself to our to our lovely viewers. Tell them who you are, what you do, your social security number. I think that's what we asked the other Credit two as well. Credit card number, so, right? Every, yeah, anything personal. Yeah, got you. Okay, so I guess so. My name is Abby Wolf, and so I've been doing theater since uh, grade nine. I've always kind of had a little. Uh, thing in my heart for it, but I didn't really start getting into it until high school. I was doing a performance one day in drama class and it kind of just clicked and I've been doing it ever since. I've been in lots of community shows, high school shows. I've been in professional theater. Um, I've done podcasts. I've done uh, camps. I've done workshops. I've done I've done modeling stuff. Um, and so I got a lot of experience with it and I love it so much that I hope that I can keep doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> So basically, you're a huge nerd. Got it. Absolutely. <laughs> and we love you for it. Well, that was as, very nice. As you should. As you should. No, I'm joking. <laughs> to just get the connections out of the way, uh, the the high school that Abby first found her love for theater in is the same one that uh, basically everyone here went to. So we all know each other from that. We, we shared a few drama classes, but I'm, I'm sure that'll come up again. But most recently, and most interestingly... Abby, you made your first ever directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, you're correct. Um, I like to say directorial debut. Um, I oh, just, I, I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a little bit more fancy. Keeps people on their toes, um, and they're not expecting it. You know what I mean? I just, I, I feel like that's the better way to to describe it. I don't, I that's how I feel about it. 
I like the thought process, but consider going the other way and pronouncing it but. N- now we're talking. Now we're mm-hmm. talking. I don't mm-hmm. think that I'm ever going to be able to say debut again. It will have yeah. to be debut. Hey, there we go. But tell us about it. Tell us about the show. Tell us what it was like. Tell us who designed the set for you. <laughs> you know, so I'm just going to tell you who designed the set. That was it. That's it. That's all I'm going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I uh. So I went back to um our old high school, and I was asked to direct a production for our former drama teacher, and a lot of the kids were really excited because there hasn't been a lot of theater going on um in high schools just because of COVID and everything. And it would be the first time in three years that um, the high school was able to, you know, produce um, a theater production. Um, and so when I was asked to direct it, it was it was such an honor because I always wanted to kind of direct something and make it kind of my own and not just be an actor on stage. Um, and so it was a really great opportunity. Um, the production itself was called uh, Sweet Surrender. And um, we just wrapped up the whole production last week. Um, there were six performances total, and and every single one went absolutely amazingly. Um, I had so much help uh, between building the set, costumes, tickets, tech, everything like that. And of course, the most important, most crucial part, the set design, uh, which was designed by none other than uh, Leaf. Um, and I know. Me? Yeah, I know. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so thank you so much, Lee, for designing the set. I, I oh. really, I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for anyone better. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> of course, you know, it, it really was a lot of work, you know, I'm having to like answer a FaceTime call and then draw some good lines on some good paper and send it to you it, it was really t- t- really difficult long hours long days yeah. it completely <laughs> slipped by me that i had done that until i got there and i saw my name on the thing i was like oh yeah i did <laughs> I do mean, that like, yeah i mean like i did ask you to do it in like november or like december of like 2021 so it's been like yeah. a hot minute you know what i mean <laughs> quite quite the time um but yeah, we were we were blessed with two amazing casts. Um, so not only did I have a main cast, but I also had an understudy cast. And so um, I was able to give the understudies uh, one performance and the main cast got the other ones. Um, but the understudies ju- did just as well as the main cast. And then I couldn't be more proud of them, um, of how far they've all come individually as actors. Um, it was really great working with so many amazing people and just kind of seeing where they started and where they are now. And from what it sounds like, they all had a great time as well as myself. And I will also say that I I did not direct this production alone because it would not have been um, as amazing without the help of my assistant director, um, Colin Doyle. Um, I don't know, right? Colin Doyle. Amazing. And I don't know if you guys have, uh, talked about him on here but um he is quite amazing and is uh my best buddy in theater and uh we do a lot of um theater stuff together so I really I really couldn't have done it without him um but both him and I together we put this amazing production together and I and I couldn't have been happier with the the end result as you should be um so as as for Colin we may have mentioned him before um but you can never help uh to remind him because 
Colin Doyle is quite the quite the name in the GCR community because he is our highest subscriber to our to our Patreon, which is how you listening right now can support us if you love our content. Um, Colin has been our number one supporter since day one. He has given us the most of anyone and is basically like 70%, 75% of the money we get. It's Colin, Colin Doyle. Um, so he, he is honestly such a, just such a great guy. And he supports us so much. So um, you can, from us, take it that the two people behind Sweet Surrender are two very awesome people. And not just because one gives us money. He's a cool guy, too. No, that's the only reason. Okay. <laughs> But if I may give my thoughts about the production, um, love to absolutely, absolutely. So, sweet surrender for a high school theater production. It was the most dog water, garbage, tra- <laughs> just kidding. I'm just messing with you. It was incredible. It was so much fun. Like honestly, if if I were you, Abby, I would not be able to be more proud because that was the most I've laughed. Or just had a good time in any production in a while. Of course, because COVID, it's been a while since I've been to one. But like, it, it's it's got to be among like the top three best plays I've ever seen. Because not every play makes me go home and tell my family, "Hey, we're going back tomorrow, and you're coming with me this time. You're gonna love this." <laughs> honestly, when you told me that. I didn't think that was actually going to happen. So when I saw you the next night, I was like, oh my gosh, no way. Well, I made sure to like not promise it, but I knew I was going to if I could. Because like, I don't mess around. I, of course, I knew, I knew you and Colin, so I'd support you. But also, I know and love almost everyone on that cast. Not to say I don't love any of them. They're just some I don't know. I want to put that on record. Um, and I had to support them because they were absolutely phenomenal i was laughing my butt cheeks off the whole time <laughs> that's good i'm glad are they are they, now you said you laughed your butt cheeks off are they still at the school or did, were you able to pick them up the last time i saw them so i was on my way out and i realized i was missing something my butt cheeks and i turned the corner and i saw the custodians poking at something where i'd been sitting so i just made a bolt for it i'm glad that you got them back though i'm glad yeah. i'm glad yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as you got to see a whole total zero seconds of the production, what did you think? I uh, absolutely enjoyed the aftermath of said play. It looked like the cast was very happy to be with each other, very happy that they managed to get through all of it. It just looked chaotic, honestly. I have no nothing else to add other than chaotic and happiness. Dude, honestly, it's a good way to describe it. <laughs> no yeah dude that was like oh the just the vibes were incredible like on stage and then afterwards as well they were such such glorious people and um to those listening you probably know a bunch of the people in the cast of sweet surrender because a lot of them were also in our show the town of everhaven uh which finished up a few weeks ago so go check that out if you haven't learned winks and self-promotion <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of plays, I, I mentioned that Sweet Surrender is probably one of the best plays I've ever seen. Another one, um, which I would love to hear both of you talk about, uh, would be the last uh, production put on by that high school, which was Noises Off. Oh man, Noises Off. Oh, oh so God. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about chaos? That's that's the embodiment of chaos. Let's hear yeah. it. Uh, 
Abby, would you like to uh, basically give a summary of the play? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so basically, uh, it, it's a little confusing. So just just uh, hop on the train here with me for a quick second. So it's basically a play about a play going completely wrong. Okay, and um. Uh, as and I both, um, as ourselves, Abby and as played um, actors. Okay, in this play, um, uh, so as played Tim and I played, um, I played flat. Uh, no, Belinda, Belinda. Yes. Um, was, uh, and then Tim was a stage manager, actually, not one of the actors. You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I always, I, I always forget that like some characters didn't have like the two roles. Um, so I guess I had like the two roles where I played an actor, which was um Belinda, and then I was playing a character, um Flavia. So there's like two different characters. One is an actor. One is an actual character. And um, as Abby, I'm like putting on this production of Noises Off, and I'm playing two different characters. Um, but it's basically just a story about the entire play going completely wrong because all these actors are like not very good. They don't know what they're doing. They're bringing their personal lives into it. And, uh, it is just so chaotic and everywhere and very confusing at times, but an amazing production nonetheless. (laughs) the the stage setup was so bad compared to what it should have been. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like I feel like for the for that we could have had like a lot like it w- it went well for what it was, but it could have been a lot better uh especially seeing how we have the capability to make some like have a better production than making the audience stand up and then go on the other side of the stage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, right. so the, the the play was sectioned off into two uh, into three parts uh the first part took uh place on the st- uh on the stage set of of the play that was happening within this play and then the and then the second act took uh place backstage and then the third act was once again, on stage, uh, which is so confusing, but we had it set up in the middle of our cafeteria, and we had to go back and forth, and that was... How was that for you, Abby? It was It was definitely awkward at times, because I don't know if you remember, but I remember one performance, this, like, backstage crew member left, like, the door open, and, like, all the doors are supposed to be closed, so the audience just, like, completely looked in through the door and, like, saw all of us trying to shift to the other side. Um, so that was a little chaotic. Um, and I felt bad that the audience kind of had to move and stuff like that. But I also kind of thought that it was kind of neat because it almost kind of made them feel like they were actually on the backstage of a set where usually you never get to see the backstage of a set. So that was the only upside to it. Um, but some like the downside was just that you know they had to move, which is an ideal. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I remember for the backstage part, uh, we had a little section that we that uh, our whoever was building our stage had made, where it was this tiny little closet basically with a curtain. Do you remember that, Abby? I do. Yeah. 
and so at, tiny. At one point, we had like I think about four people in there, uh, and we were packed in there, and we were trying to shimmy our ways around to get the first, the next person to go out on stage to be at the front, so we didn't have them rush past us. Um, and I, I remember that being so chaotic, because at one point, I had an axe, which was pretty clunky to hold back there, while also trying not to be in someone's way. And Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Were there any parts in that play where you kind of felt like you were, like, that you messed up, but were like, oh no, we're, we're fine, because this is a play about messing up? Well, I know, like, our dress rehearsal or something was, like, god-awful. It was so bad, because I think Colin forgot to come on earlier, and so we all kept going, but then when he came on, it didn't make sense. And then at some point, somehow, I had the flowers, the axe, and the cactus when, like, three other people were supposed to have them. And so I had to, like, run around giving all the right ones to get us back on track. Um. And I, I can't really remember if any of the um, performances got really messed up, but the only thing that I remember coming to mind with, like, something going completely wrong um, was I think it was the second night of performances, and um, the, the concrete floor was, like, super, like, slippery, and I was wearing flats, and I, I don't know how I did it, but I slipped and I kicked off one of my shoes and my, my knee came like smashing down from standing up all the way down to the ground. And I had to like run over and grab my shoe. And not even five minutes later after that, my sister, Kira, um, <laughs> had to go through the window to make her entrance on the other side. And she ended up cutting her knee open <laughs> on like the stage. And she made me break character because she was like she was like in pain but she was laughing and I could see her on the other side of the stage and it was so funny but that's the only thing that I think of whenever I think of it going completely wrong I I, I remember uh just so many times messing up my lines uh especially the burger uh the burglar alarm and just kept saying burger alarm so I just stuck with it uh for every performance and it and everyone always laughed at it so it worked out for me it worked um, out amazingly yeah and you mentioned the cactus that's probably one of my favorite scenes the cac the when uh what what character was it that took the cactus and and uh and uh shoved it uh into uh one of the other actors but um Maybe it was Gary, like Colin's character. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, my uh, Tim was tasked with getting flowers, but bought them all out and bought a cactus, uh, and it ended up being used against the person who gave Tim the money to get the flowers in a very dramatic sense. Probably one of my yeah. favorite scenes was just me standing there awkwardly watching all the drama happen. And then the cactus getting taken out of my hands. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't know noises off, Act Two is like basically. Um, so it's so hard to explain, but the it's basically just choreography. There's no like lines backstage once the performance begins on the other side. 
um, because they're playing to an audience on the other side because the produ- the production is still going on of the performance that they're doing. But they have all of this stuff happening backstage that the audience is watching while they're performing on the other side as well. So it's basically just timing to the max. And if like one thing is thrown off, it throws the whole thing off. But it's it was so stressful, but so much fun. And like I would do it over and over and over again if I could. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I enjoyed Noises Off very much and I sadly did not do another production afterwards. But uh yeah, I'm glad that you got to do another production. I mean, there's also like lots of stuff in like local theater and stuff that like you could always check out, which is great, which is like where I kind of started to do some of my stuff. Um but it's it's really fun and like you definitely should cuz there's a lot of different things um if you're interested in it, of course, but um, there's always lots of opportunities. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to fed my cats. Oh, good. You know, I didn't want to didn't want to interrupt the moment, so I was just like, I got stuff. Well, what did you think about Noises Off when you saw it? You saw it, right? I did. So I was actually um, at the time I was on the school's uh, AV club, so I was working behind the scenes on that production. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you got to watch it. So, how how did you feel about that, Leaf? I I literally loved it so much because I was on Tech Crew. It meant I got to see. Uh, I must have seen most, if not all, the shows because I had to be there. Um, but during like practices, during like the dress rehearsals and such, I had to be there learning to like do the lights and stuff because that was like my whole shebang. And I remember just being so impressed, um, especially because the set was so so unique like having two like it's one set but with two sides and we had to move the audience so um as a tech person that was kind of like the craziest part was then like moving stuff around while the audience moved but as for the show um at those points where we'd be moving stuff around i'd like catch a you or matt and be like i am like amazed just because you guys were playing actors playing actors and i was like I was, I thought the whole thing was just really impressive. And maybe it's just because it was a play composed of people I love, but I just couldn't get enough. Couldn't get enough of you dang goobers. I was very impressed with everyone on that, uh, in the acting crew, because just how chaotic it was. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That was nice, too. I got to see a lot of the backstage chaos, which is very cool and funny. Yeah, overall, uh, Noises Off and Sweet Surrender both sucked. Uh, yes, I hated every <laughs> second of each one. Me too. Yeah. Agreed. I'm glad that that was the final decision we could all come to after talking about it. <laughs> yeah, na- naturally. <laughs> so, um, I guess now, after after going down memory lane a bit, uh, Abby, how would you feel about As and I uh, interrogating you about your love for theater? Where were you the I- night of the 27th? Oh, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Sorry, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> Don't let her leave this studio. <laughs> no, but um, as you and I, we can like go back and forth, ask some questions, find out what she knows about the murder. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go first. Um, Rage had the weapon. So, what was it about theater that like? For, what, what do you remember the moment when you were first like, "This is what makes me happy," and if so, what was it? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so I mentioned it very briefly, uh, when we first started and it was, um, it was grade nine drama 
And um, you both did. I, I'm fairly certain that you both did grade nine drama, or maybe I'm not thinking that right. Oh, actually, quick side bullet. Uh, I took drama in grade nine, but I didn't take grade nine drama. I took grade 10 drama, and that's how I met you, because I got your grade 10 class. I remember uh, that I was, now. I was a loser, and I got grade nine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all. Um, Please continue. So in grade nine, the very first project besides your like personality box um, you do is, is a tableau. And so that's basically like frozen pictures and you do it to like a song. And so uh, the song that my group was given, um, which also epic reference, um, I knew the Sir William Blythe um, in grade nine because we were in the same drama group together. Um, hey, so we epic, had him on this podcast. Out. Epic oh, shout out to Will. I know um, that guy. Um, Will, will. Anyway. And it was and it's it's relevant because I played the older version of him um in this tableau we were doing, which was when I'm 64 by the Beatles. So I was an old man and he was the young man. And so I remember being on stage and I was like, I was doing something, I was standing on a chair. I think I was like fixing a light bulb or something. And I just remember like thinking like in that moment that I was doing a really good job and I was doing well. And this is something that I really, really liked. And it just, I felt so good. Um, and then I ended up finishing the rest of the year and I, and I got a really, really good grade in drama. And that kind of gave me like a boost of confidence that, you know, this is something I'm good at. This is something that I can do. And I, and I've stuck with it since. So that's my origin story. <laughs> there you go. Your tragic backstory. Exactly. My lore. Very nice. As it's your turn, if you've got a question. I don't really have one prepared. <laughs> uh, off the top of my head, what, what, like, out of drama class at a uh, unnamed high school, uh, what, what was, what was your favorite, like, I guess, project you ever had to do that just uh, further influenced your love for theater? That's actually a pretty good question. Um, I okay. I have to say that um, probably doing the um, I, I loved working with um, people in like a bunch of different groups. I loved doing the scenes. I loved doing like the docu dramas. I loved doing all of those, um, and those will always hold a very near and dear place to my heart. Um, but I think that the projects that really kind of helped me further myself along as an actress was probably the monologue performances i did i did a couple uh like third person monologues um my first one i did as a as a doll and so basically it's kind of like you're 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 playing a doll talking about yourself so it was kind of sad or whatever and then the next year um i did a third person monologue again and i played um i played a mirror so that one kind of got a little bit deep and kind of got me to kind of be in more in touch with like myself and stuff like that and made me kind of think about a lot of stuff differently um and then my third and final monologue um was really fun because I I, I played my my drama teacher <laughs> and that one was really fun I got to talk about herself as well as her arch nemesis and and it was really fun just being able to be her and it was just a great experience all around. So I'd probably say that the monologues were my my favorite project in the drama class. Yeah, that's it. I remember. I think I remember all of those actually. 
They were pretty epic. Those were those ones were my most dreaded ones. I hated monologues. <laughs> That's my best monologue I did was my last monologue. Um, I feel like I probably mentioned this in the theater episode, but we did that like a year ago, so I don't remember. It was the one where I played, I, I was Mario. Oh, yeah. I was just Mario. And I got um, the Chad Adam Vivian. Um, if you don't know him, he was in Everhaven, episode four. He's the cashier. I got Adam on the lights. And I just, I don't remember what my thought process was, but I was Mario talking about what it's like to be Mario. But then I made it existential because I was Mario who is constantly trapped in my Nintendo and is only alive when I, Leaf, is playing the Nintendo. So I remember I had at one point, I got Adam to make the lights red and just in my Mario was like, it's so dark. Something like that. Crowd pleaser. God, I remember that one. Yeah. (laughs) That was good. I think you had the outfit and everything too. Oh yeah, I've got the outfit. That was pretty good. I remember that one. Oh, well, thank you, Kyle. Like, coming from yourself means a lot. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Next question. Why'd you do it? Um, I really, I just had the undying urge. Same. <laughs> okay, but actual question. Um, out of all the productions you've been in, one, is there a favorite? And two, who is the, like, wildest co-star you've ever had to work with? Oh man! <laughs> um, yeah, you are. I'm like trying to think. Um, okay. Well, my my favorite production, um, that I've the like the ones that I've been in, um, definitely probably um, noises off. Um, is definitely probably my favorite. Um, I just I I love the cast and I loved everybody who worked on there and like i'm still really good friends with a lot of the people that i acted with um like as and um oh, and cool. uh william and colin and matt um yeah let's and say, let's say tcr for last yes exactly um also my sister she was in it kira kira's kind of swanky kira if you ever listen to this episode you stink um <laughs> <laughs> hidden, hidden in the in the podcast because she has to listen to it to 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 see what I said about her. Yeah, mm, epic. Makes sense. That's smart. That oh my goodness. I'm just helping you get the views up, Leaf. I'm just helping you get the views. <laughs> no, we're not struggling. It's <laughs> funny, and I don't know why. It's uh, funny. So noises off is probably like the best, um, the best production that I've done so far. Um, I am. I guess I am doing one right now that maybe I'll talk about later that is very similar to Noises Off that could potentially be a tiebreaker. I'm not sure. They're kind of like Ooh. neck and neck. But um, yeah, um, as for the crazy uh, co-star, um, if we're talking like um, like a character that they played, like the most like, like, let's say crazy character, the very first time that I did a professional show, which was last September, I had to act on stage alongside um, a chicken. And that was definitely a oh really good experience. I know it, that one. Yeah, it was it was weird. It took a lot for me to not break character because it was a full grown man dressed up as a chicken. Um, 
so it was it was weird but we love we love the actor and he's a great actor and a great and a great person um if we're talking about um just like co-stars um in general um i would say that uh, a co-star that i'm working with right now um he has a really awesome amount of energy um and he plays one of the characters that um I'm doing at the at the domino right now and and I can't give too much away because I don't want to spoil the spoil anything um but he is definitely like super like energetic and crazy and he always comes to practice with like um like the coolest outfits and the coolest nails and like he just like he's he's screaming like all the time and it's really funny but he's he's an amazing actor and we love him so yeah <laughs> that sounds joyful it is most definitely it. I, I, as soon as you said the Chicken Man one, go back to that. I instantly knew what you were talking about, and I gotta say, I don't know how you stayed in character around that chicken. <laughs> it was it was definitely hard. Um, the makeup was good, and and again, him as a chicken, he was perfect. But just the chicken that was right beside me, that was taller than me, was a little you know, overwhelming at times. Yeah. No, I bet. Very, very lovely. As by any chance, do you have a question for Abby? Yeah. Uh, so it, with theater, of course, that comes with a lot of costume changing, a lot of running around, and just general, like, I uh, guess it comes with the, with the uh, career. Uh, backstage horror stories. Backstage. Oh, that's a good one. Are there any are there any stories that you have from backstage where you kind of just were sitting there looking at everything and going, "Oh, we're so screwed." I I think it was more that like I was so screwed, not everybody else. Um. So in the in the same production that I did, um, back in September. I played three different characters in like the same production. And so I had three different outfits. And so my first one, I was like, I was more of like in a business attire. Then the second one, I was like a waitress. Um, so I just wore like a skirt and a top. And then my third one, I was a ghost. And so um, I wore like a black kind of cloak and I had like a necklace and stuff. And one of the shows, um, the, 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 the thing was a little tight on me just because, um, I'm just, I have, I have a little bit of a larger chest. So I was putting it on and I think that I put my arm too far through and I like ripped the side, like I ripped underneath, like where my armpit was like all the way down my side. And I don't really understand how I did it on that one night. Um, but yeah, and I had to go on stage in like a minute. So I was freaking out because there was no way that I could like hide it. So I had to kind of just like try to keep my arm to like the side the whole entire time to like pray that no one kind of saw it. Oh, and um, it was definitely it was definitely stressful, but they were able to sew it and it was fine from then on out. But definitely a, a horror, a horror moment backstage. <laughs> That does sound pretty uh, wor worrisome. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if that ever happened to me with one of my outfits backstage, I'd have a panic attack. 
Yeah. <laughs> that would go too well. Well, that's certainly a, a horror story that luckily didn't get a, as bad as it could have been. Exactly. Exactly. It could have, like, ripped the entire dress and I just would have been screwed. Then you would have been, fine. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was manageable. It was manageable, so. There you go. I, I personally don't have any more questions lined up. Um, as if you have any more you can think of, go for it. Otherwise, <laughs> all right, perfect. Well, um, we did this with Will, uh, of course, because he was he was a spotlight guest a little while back. Another, um, sorry, let me start over. You were also in the Everhaven Audio Show, Abby, but uh, that actually wasn't the first one you were in. Tell us about that one, and then we'll talk about Everhaven. Um, the yeah, the audio show. Um... I hope that we're thinking about the the same one here. Um, I think so. Um, just I guess just stop me if I'm going off the rails here. Okay. Um, um, I did a uh, an audio show with uh with Blue Canoe. Is mm-hmm. that the one that we're thinking of? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I I did a I did an audio show with uh, Blue Canoe, and it was really fun and it was really interesting. Um, I played a lot of different characters in that one, um, and it was basically all about um, aliens and how this like girl's mom was like an alien hunter kind of thing, and she went missing, and it was kind of her life goal to kind of like follow in her uh, mother or parents' footsteps, I guess, and kind of and kind of follow through with that. So I played a lot of different characters in that one, and I played. A girl who got like kidnapped. I got. I played a really drunk girl. Um, I also played a really weird farmer. It was. It was very fun to do some different accents and stuff like that for that one. That was the first time that I ever did like a radio show kind of thing, and it was very fun. So you were more than you were more than a professional when we asked you to be on Everhaven. Exactly. So I had cool. the I had the prior experience. <laughs> so tell us about your experience on Everhaven then. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can be Haven, brutally honest. Hurt our feelings. Okay, I hated it. It was the worst thing ever. Um, it, period. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, okay. <laughs> you said to be brutally honest. I'm just being brutally honest. Um, <laughs> Everhaven was really, really fun, Um, especially because I knew, like, basically everybody that was working on it. Um, and, like, I know the person who wrote it, too, so, like, epic. Um, and so when I was approached, when I was approached to, to, uh, to be asked to, to act in it, I was very, very happy because, um, I just, radio shows and, like, doing voice acting and stuff like that is always really, really fun, and it's a different form of acting that you kind of really have to think about how you're going to get your character across without them seeing your facial expressions or your hand movement. It's, mm-hmm. And it's all in your voice, right? So it's it's a much more difficult form of acting, I think, that not a lot of people are aware of. Um, and so in Everhaven, um, I played uh, Rosie, and uh, she was a little girl. And so it was very interesting to do um, a voice that was very young like that because i'm obviously not used to making that sort of voice um um, but nonetheless it was very fun and i had an overall great time and i mean the story is really great too um and overall it was just really fun to be a part of something that big with so many people that were involved Mm. so yeah yeah i mean 
if you're willing, when, to those who haven't heard Everhaven, would you mind sampling the rosy voice for us? Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh... I, can't even... <laughs> I I'm, like, trying to even remember what it sounded like. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what do I say? I don't know what to say. I don't know a rosy quote. Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll just improvise. I'll set the scene. Rosie, what are you talking about? There is no train. But but I saw it and I know that it's real and, and There's no goddamn train, it. child <laughs> Smack <laughs> Whip cracking sound. Rosie was Beautiful. never seen again. That's how that, that's how that effort that that's how that episode ended. That's how that episode ends, that's true. Yeah, um, if, if you're interested, um, Rosie appears and stars in episode five of Everhaven. So if you're willing to uh, check that out, go for it. That was one of the few episodes that I wrote completely by myself. And it was the one I was most proud of. So I was very happy to have such a star-studded cast on that one. Definitely the most epic episode. Definitely go <laughs> check it out. I remember what? being... In... <laughs> well, the, the, the way we made Everhaven, like, we didn't know how anyone was going to sound when we got to it because we didn't do any auditions um and so i remember in the recording like as we were doing the read through me and the show's former co-producer were texting each other like oh my god like we nailed the casting on this one like, we, we could not have struck more gold it was it was uh it was a great it was great. Um, and also Kira was in that one too. So it was great. Cause we could like, yeah. we were practicing some of our lines together we were right beside each other. And it was, it was quite nice. It was great. So it was lovely. Yes. It was obviously great to have you. Um, those who don't know, Everhaven is no longer with us. We unplugged its life support, but we do have a new show in production called subliminal. There might be more information about that somewhere worth checking it out. And, um, Will, may, maybe Abby's voice sounds will appear again there. Who's to say? I don't know. We haven't casted anything yet. I but know. And I say no. I'm out of here. Yeah, get the heck out of here, you rapscallion. Mic drop. Mic drop. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you did kind of touch a little bit on the play that you're um, going to be working on. The last thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was... Uh, what, per, what what stuff that you're going to be working on that you're most excited for? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so I, I am currently in a production um, at the Domino Theater, and um, it's, uh, it's really great. Uh, anybody listening, y'all should come watch it because it's, uh, it's quite the foss, they might say. Um, um, it's, uh, sorry. I was just going to say, that uh, yes please come support the show if you happen to know what city we live in it's unfortunately we can't say exactly just but figure it know, out if you do happen to know where we live and you live here go support the show absolutely yeah so um am i am can i say the name of the show <laughs> yeah yeah of course okay i just i just didn't know <laughs> so the name of the show is called uh, Kong's Night Out and uh, it takes place in the 1930s. 
Uh, I play a character called Daisy, a very young, bright-eyed girl from Buffalo who uh, just got off the train from Buffalo, and she is stepping into New York City for the first time to become an actress. And um, they're, they're, uh, the show, as they say, is, is going a little bit bananas. Um, and there may be, there may or may not be a monkey involved. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. See, Leaf's got it. They've got it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually in it. <laughs> yeah, Leaf appears just to be um, El Monko. Yeah, I got kicked off set for being a method actor. Um, but yeah, so so that's running in June, which is super exciting. And um, it'll be great to be going back into doing like a farce kind of play because I haven't really done one since Noise is Off um, or at least acted in one since Noise is Off. So I'm very excited because it's very fast paced and there's like nine doors and they're constantly swinging open and closing and everything like that. So I'm very excited. Um, As well as in the summertime, I'm directing another production, which is quite swell. And um, I'm doing a... I'm, I'm guessing I'm participating in what's called a, 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 a theater festival where there's a bunch of different uh, productions going on over the course of 11 days. And um, I have to put like a, a whole crew together and basically come up with a play um, or, you know, put on a production that's already been written that's underneath an hour. And we have to present that. And we have, I think, eight performances out of those 11 days. And um, it'll be really fun because we get we get we actually get compensated for it. So we get we get ticket sales, which is great, um, which will be great for the cast, too, because a lot of the cast was actually in Sweet Surrender. So I'm glad that they get to be able to get their kind of first paid gig. So I'm very excited to give that opportunity to them this summer. So, yeah. Beauty. Well, once again, uh, if you do happen to live and if you if you know where you live, <laughs> come support both of these productions. Um, we will have um, all of Abby's socials that she wants to share linked on the YouTube video, but also you can kind of just track her down through other means, in which case uh, you'll be able to find out about these shows and come support. Absolutely. Give her your money. Give her your money. Give me the money right now. And while you're at it, you might as well subscribe to the Team Code Red Patreon and give us your money as well. Exactly, exactly. I'm holding you guys. Go support leave. And I ask. know where you live. I know where you live. Give us the us. money. Give us the money. Anyway, no more talk about money because we, we make things for the love of making things, of course. No, I'm in it for the money. Understandable. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, that's uh, all, all we really had to talk about this evening. We've been going for a solid little while now. Um, and it has been a most, most show-stopping time, I must say. I see what you did. I don't. I see what you did there. I get I it. I get I'm, it. That's really funny. I don't understand what you just said at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not really sure what you guys found so funny there. But once again, Abby, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It has been an honor to have you and to dissect your theater brain. Absolutely. Anytime. I'm, I'm very happy that I was able to be a part of it. And uh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. It's our pleasure. 
Well, without further ado, uh, I figured we might as well end off with a surprise bonus segment. Oh, God. <laughs> to send us off, uh, I think we should we should end with a terrible podcast attempt at an improv scene. Oh, okay. no. I why love it. You, why are you including me in this? <laughs> um, because I love your voice, as. Uh, <laughs> I despise you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, I'm just going to set the scene here. <clears throat> but, hey, as Abby, did one of you guys eat my sandwich? You know what? I I think I think I saw Az eat your sandwich. It was very obvious that Az ate your sandwich. Um, because they ate your sandwich. Oh, I have <laughs> no idea what you guys were um, talking about. Oh, There's sauce. Sad. There huh? was sauce on your mouth. No. Yeah. Here, l- let me look it off for you. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Thank you for listening. This has been Leaf Mixed Code Red as Demonic Void and Abby Wolf. Yeah. Boys, it's pure in the pie. And it's apparently my brother. Let's so, go. Oh, Epic camera. Yeah, right. Special we can guess. We can cut that part out. <laughs> no, get out of here. You get your time. Thank you so much uh, for watching. If you enjoyed hearing Abby, uh, please do be sure to check out episode five of Everhaven to hear her acting chops, hear her scream about trains, bananas, and other possible things make sure to follow her on instagram and um tell her how cool she is and give her all the money you have i i I agree to that (laughs) so once again thank you so much for spending your time with us we hope you enjoyed and we will see you next time we're on air